Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Two Drunk Brothers in the podcast, episode 40. We're going to dive into the NFC East preview. Uh, We're all the way through the AFC and second podcast in a row where me, Travis, is doing the intro. Jared is not with us tonight. (laughs) Uh, We have a special guest joining us, our friend who... Big sports fan, big Giants fan. So, oddly enough, he's on for the NFC East preview. Sean Malone. How's it going, guys? So, we're going to kind of dive into this. It's just going to be like me and Jarrett, kind of no special guest. But there is a special guest. He's taking Jarrett's spot. So, I'll uh, be the adopted brother. Yeah, <laughs> adopted brother. Uh, one drunk brother and friend. So, <laughs> little <laughs> one drunk brother and a delinquent. <laughs> little update on the gambling records since our last Tuesday parlay. I have moved up to 102.90.5. Jarrett is 47.41-1, bringing us to 149, 131-6. Not bad, still waiting for football season to roll around so we can bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, NFC's preview. Let's get into it. Starting off with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Sean, what do you think of their draft class? I mean, they didn't have a first-round pick, but they got a young Mari Cooper last year. Basically pretend they drafted a young wide receiver in the first round, except they actually knew what they were getting out of it. They were getting high-class high route runner in Amari Cooper. He's not yeah. going to kill you with speed, but he's still going to find ways to get open because of even when he was coming out of college, he reminded me so much of a Reggie Wayne. Like, he didn't uh, have that killer speed or that killer size, but he just made everyone that tried to cover him look silly and found ways to get open. He was a fantastic fit for – Dallas last year when he came over in that trade. I mean, it was night and day. Yeah, the I mean, first half of the year against Oakland versus the second half of the year when he was uh, a Dallas Cowboy. And what was especially impressive to me was Dez never really clicked with Dak Prescott when they were together. Dez just they kind of fell off at that point. They were only using him basically to run slant routes, quick hits, and fades. But Amari Cooper really gelled very well with Dak Prescott. So I I basically just chalked that up as they drafted a 25, I believe he is, 26-year-old wide receiver that they know is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the in the division this season. After that, you can tell like they were playing for the trenches. They got uh, Tristan Hill out of Central Florida, Penn State offensive lineman, Connor McGovern. You could see that, okay, they understand where the game is won at that point. It's one of the yeah. trenches. That's where you need some depth because as great as the O-line is for Dallas when it's healthy – the keyword is when it's healthy. You know, exactly. saw last year Smith missed a couple of games, and they really took a step back when he was out. So 
you can see that they're trying to increase their depth in the trenches. So I, I like this draft class for them. Other than that, I, I don't know too much about the other players that they took after that Memphis running back, uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, I do like that they went to Miami players from Turnover U. Yeah, kind of uh, put some. One of them was quarterback Michael Jackson. The other defensive end Joe Jackson. There are two fits of the from Jackson <laughs> 5. But no, I, I like the draft class for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think it filled some needs, um, especially with the free agent additions they got as well. I think that filled some of the losses that they had. Yeah, so I mean, it's hard to say whether or not they got better. They did lose some. Not, I mean, kind of key pieces, Cole Beasley, Jeff Swain, uh, Rod Smith, who came in sometimes when Zeke was out or suspended, which was kind of often. Uh, and then Randy Gregory suspended to start the year, I believe. Um, again. Again, yeah, go figure. So, I mean, but they did get some key pieces to kind of fill that void. They got Randall Cobb, uh, Jason Witten re-signed or unretired. Uh, Robert Quinn, who's getting, getting up there and, and bouncing around as age comes along. Uh, so, I mean, I wouldn't say that they got worse, but I don't really know if they got better. Uh, I, I think that's fair. They're about the same, especially the second half Dallas Cowboys. I think they're about the same as where the second half Dallas Cowboys were last year. Because you mentioned a lot of those key losses, but the, some of the new arrivals, I think, will fill that role well. Kellen, yeah. Kellen Moore, former quarterback in the NFL for the Jets. He's now the new offensive coordinator. You mentioned they lost Cole Beasley. Yes, that's tough. They got Randall Cobb coming in for, for a slot wide receiver. Yeah. Number three. That's not bad. You could do a lot worse than replacing Cole Beasley with a Randall Cobb. Jason Witten is just going to hitch route the NFC East to death again like he used to. Except I don't believe he's going to be in on first and second now. He's yeah, gonna he's going to be a, a rare down back. Rare down. You mentioned before I'm a Giants fan. You, can't even, you don't even know how much it annoyed me for years. Just You know on third down in about five or six, Jason Witten is running a hitch route. Everyone watching that has watched football for the past few years has known that. And yet he still somehow gets open and gets the first down. Like, how does no linebacker just undercut that? I don't think he's run a seam route in a decade. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine how frustrating that has come from a Giants fan. Yes. But, and then you uh, mentioned Robert Quinn. I think that's probably the biggest upgrade this offseason. Yeah, Randy Gregory suspended. But, I mean, you put Robert Quinn with his pass rushing abilities on that Dallas defense – especially with the linebacking core they have behind him as well. I really think that's a great addition for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's good. Maybe he'll do better in Dallas. Um, as a Miami fan, I know he was very subpar last season in Miami. I think but, part of that just was uh, – because he, he was uh, they moved him to a stand-up outside linebacker, if I remember correctly, right? In Miami, he wasn't a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end anymore like he was originally with the – Rams, I believe, correct? Yeah, correct. So I think that's it. Like, he's going back to having his hand in the dirt, which is when he did well with uh, the St. Louis or the St. Louis Rams for a while. Now the Los yeah. Angeles Rams. St. Louis. So I, th- I think the Robert Quinn was a good acquisition. I think he will. Like, is he going to be, you know, up there with the best defensive ends in the league? I don't know if he'll be that good, but I think he'll be improved over his uh, Miami Dolphins season. Yeah, and before we dive into our breakout bus, uh, sleeper and MVP, mm-hmm. just one more thing, one more comment I have on the draft. I'm not really sure where they got away drafting two running backs, especially one in the fourth round. Uh, they got one in the fourth and the seventh. They kind of wasted the fourth round pick um, if they're going to draft, you know, Tony Pollard and Mike Weber out of Ohio State. So. You know when you say that, but sometimes you like multiple guys. Look at uh, the Washington Redskins years ago. They moved. They didn't just take them. They moved up. They gave them a lot of picks take RG3, number two overall. 
And then later, I think it actually was that same fourth round. They took Kirk Cousins out of Michigan State. But he had a Zeke Elliott. Yeah, was Zeke Elliott. I yes. think you stick with just one. Maybe take you know Weber in the seventh, and then but utilize your fourth round. Yeah, but you know what? Those late draft picks. I always am like early on. I understand like picking for a player you like within a need that you have, but especially when you're a team that's already got a lot of positions established. It's not like Dallas where they have you know a bunch of holes to fill, like some of the teams we'll talk about later with Giants. But you know, later late in the draft, take the best player available. Like if yeah. you really thought that guy was talented, and it, he plays a position that you've already got filled, running back or uh, quarterback, left tackle, doesn't matter, just take him. If you like him, take him. You'll find a way to work him in if he weren't, winds up being a talented player. For sure. Um, so let's get moving along here. Uh, our four years drill, you already know the drill. Sleeper, breakout, bust, and MVP in that order. Uh, we'll start off with sleeper, and I will lead us off if you don't mind. My sleeper for the Dallas Cowboys this year is Michael Gallup, wide okay. receiver. Uh, he's coming into a sophomore season. He only started eight games last year. Still managed to get 500 yards on two touchdowns, and that's only starting half the season. Uh, he is slated to start this year. I feel like a lot of ten- attention is going to go uh, to, you know, Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb, maybe that Jason Witten across up the middle on third down. Uh, I can see him having a close, maybe doubling what he did last year, close to 1,000 yards, five to six touchdowns. Just look for that, that sleeper in Michael Gallup this year. I think I kind of showed my hand a little bit with the sleeper. I don't know if you'll consider him a sleeper, but Robert Quinn, like we were saying before, had okay. that down season in Miami. I think he'll go back to like, – he's not going to be like one of the premier pass rushers in the league, but you're going to look at that trade and be like, okay, Dallas Cowboys got a good pass rusher. Oh, they for sure. got, Especially, like I said, they got talent around him to for him to really – excel in that type of a role you know he's not just the one guy on defense that everyone's going to be focused on now yeah for sure I mean it's I can see him being a sleeper he's not going to be a bust he's going to be good solid pickup for them Uh, moving into our breakout player um, of the year mine is going to be Leighton Van Der Esch linebacker he kind of broke out a little bit last year Um, and I remember when Cowboys fans hated this pick uh, a couple of years ago in the draft actually one year ago and now look at it. He took Sean Lee's job. Last year he started 11 games and finished third in the league in tackles behind Darius Leonard and Blake Martinez. So he's a stud. Uh, he's all over the field. He's a tackle, tackle machine. Reminds me of a young Bobby Boucher. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I didn't know at the time that this dude was a hell of a pick, and now I'd go as far as saying that he might be one, one of, if not the best defensive player on their team. Oh, I mean, it's between him and Jalen Smith probably for the yeah. best defensive player of their two inside linebackers in the Dallas Cowboys. And it's, it feels like personally every time the Dallas Cowboys draft a linebacker, the Giants fan in me is upset because I really like that guy or wanted the Giants to take him. Going all the way back, you mentioned Sean Lee. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I get it. 
I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug, it's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Well, I think it's he's a stud. Oh, yeah, and I think he's part of the reason why a lot of Cowboys fans didn't like that Leighton Van Der Esch pick because they knew, okay, Jalen Smith has one of those linebacker spots. Yeah, he gets hurt all the time. But the other one is Sean Lee, who's beloved by Dallas Cowboys fans just from his work ethic, how he was always looking to get back on the field no matter the injuries he has. But to get back to my point, like, I was big on Sean Lee when he was coming out of Penn State. I wanted the Giants to take him in the second rounds. They didn't, Dallas did. Same thing with Jalen Smith. I knew the injury history, but I'm also a Notre Dame fan when it comes to college football. But I was dreaming that the Giants would take Jalen Smith in the second round. They didn't. He wound up going to Dallas instead. So, I, I, But you probably time, didn't want to pick Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, not so. The Giants were picking way too high to take Leighton Vander Esch last year. I yeah. He wasn't going – he was a good – I was kind of He wasn't going number two overall. Though. Yeah, no. So. Um, but it was a good pick, and I think he's going to be my breakout player. Who's yours? I like Michael Gallup, like you said. Yeah. Like Randall Cobb, yes, I do like him as an inside slot receiver. But they do need that next guy besides Amari Cooper to step up that can also stretch the field. We were talking about Cooper. Yeah, he's a good route runner, but he's not really able to stretch the field. So I think Gallup could be relied on on that guy to give Dallas, uh, Dallas more of a vertical attack between Jason Witten running hitches. And like I said, you got Amari Cooper already. Randall Cobb's not really going to be stretching the field at his age. I believe he's in his early 30s now. So you got to find somebody. And I think Michael Gallup could be that guy to have a breakout season. Yeah, I like it, obviously. He's my sleeper. He's available late in your, uh, late in your fantasy drafts. Maybe a good pickup. I mean, late in the drafts, that's how you win leagues. You yeah. take one guy late in the draft. If you miss on your last four picks, but absolutely slam dunk on one, you could win your league. Exactly. I mean, how many people did that with Patrick Mahomes last season? Dude. Took Mahomes late in the draft. If you took Mahomes last year late in the draft, you probably pretty won, pretty much won your league. I've got a leg lamp trophy <laughs> sitting in my apartment right now. It is the major award. It's the trophy for my family's fantasy football league. I got that because of Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Put his name on it. Um, that moves into our bus player for the Cowboys, and you mentioned him a few times already. My bus is Randall Cobb. Okay. I, I, just, I went ahead and looked at his stats throughout his years, and I'm really just not impressed. I think a lot of, like, you know, the pump-up behind him and everyone pumping his dick so much is just because of Aaron Rodgers and how good they were and how good they used to be. Um, he's only really had one great year, I think, in which he had 12 touchdowns and then a pretty good year in which he had eight. But other than that, there's none that's over six. Um, He's average or below in every other year. I think I think the expectations of him exceed what he actually can do. Uh, he gets hurt often, especially later in his last few years. And with uh, you know Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper in the offense, it takes a lot away from him that the attention that he's going to get because he's still going to get you know bullied by corners. 
you already mentioned that he's getting up there in age, so I don't think that he's going to be, you know, what they think that he's going to be coming in. And that's a fair one, too, because I'm usually not a fan of wide receivers that have spent most or a long chunk of their career with a team and then moving on late in their career to another team because it just tends to not work out. I mean, you go all the way back, you think Joey Gallo when he left Tampa Bay didn't do much with the New England Patriots that year. Uh, Derek Mason, when he left the Ravens, he didn't do much in his career after that. Uh, Terrell Owens, when he was bouncing around late in his career, he fell off. Um, Randy Moss had that one season with the 49ers at the end of his career. He wasn't much of an impact player. Chad uh, Ojocinco, Chad Johnson, I think he switched back to Chad Johnson by that time. <laughs> his one season with the Patriots. Right? Never good. He I think his back. biggest contribution to the team that year was when he bought everyone. Like I think he was gold plated beats or something like that. They presented them to the team on like the team flight before one of their playoff games. I think that was his biggest contribution all season. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair one with Randall Cobb. I, I'm going to go with Jason Witten for mine. I think the stats will be there, but I think the fact that he's not going to be in, at least the last I heard of the plan, he's not going to be playing very much on first and second down, will make him a little bit of a boss player. Because beyond being a good route runner and getting, finding ways to get open, even though he runs that one hitch route the whole time, I don't. I think just not having him in blocking on first and second down. Again, Dallas has a great offensive line. Zeke is not having a bad season. I believe Zeke's going to have another fantastic season. But I think just Jason Witten will not be the impact player this season that he was two years ago when he last played and before that as well. Because yeah. he was way more than just a receiving tight end. Yeah, good receiving sure. tight end, but a very good blocker. Almost like a Gronk without the speed, basically. Yeah. Very good blocking tight end, good route runner, solid hands. You always expect him to catch everything thrown his way. And I think just the, that he's not going to be out there blocking will hurt the Dallas Cowboys. For sure. And he's old. He came back out of retirement yep. for this. Um, you know, I mean, then again, he can't have a worse. I think he would have been our bus pick last year. We would have struck gold if we picked him <laughs> his Monday night football performances. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm looking for, what, maybe like one to three catches for him a game. Uh, maybe 20 or 30 like, yards. Like he's going to be about the same stats that it's been because he will be in on those receiving downs. Maybe down a bit because it won't be that first down where, all right, we're not going to put him in, but we're still going to run a passing play. You'll have those every so often. But I'm not expecting beyond the stats uh, Jason Witten to be making as big an impact just because of how often he's going to be off the field as opposed to on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so moving into the MVP, I would hope that we have the same player here. I think this is an easy one. I, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I was going to go uh, Rod Smith. No, <laughs> he'd left, but no, Zeke Elliott's an easy choice for this. There's game. not really much to talk about here. He kind of he, he runs our team. He's he'll he'll go as far as he goes. Like the only argument you can make maybe is Tyron Smith is going to be outside the box, the left tackle for yeah. the Cowboys. They but got then they were really Travis go. Frederick because they were really hurt with their O line last year. And yeah, honestly, name any player in the O line. Their O line is amazing, which is why Ezekiel Elliott is amazing. So I think yes. it should be half and half. But Ezekiel Elliott, one of the top three running backs in the mm-hmm. league, I think we can all agree. Uh, and that's pretty much the only definitive reason to give him the MVP of this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that moves into our what we do for every team, the Vegas odds um, on their win total over under. Their over under is nine. Uh, I'm gonna let you. What do you What are you taking here? I'm gonna pull up the Dallas Cowboys schedule because I do gotta double check who they're playing on the season okay. before I pick the over under. So I'll toss it back to you. Yeah. In the meantime. Um, I already went through their schedule, kind of did like a quick run through win losses, and I think I'm gonna say over here. 
And that's just barely. I don't think that they're only going to win eight games because I think they're a better team than eight and eight team. Uh, I had them at nine and seven, which would push. But I think, you know, just with the possibility of them being able to win 10 games, I don't see them only winning eight. I think they can win 10. So I'm going to go ahead and say, say the over. I think what makes the over-under tough to hit the over on for all the teams this year in the NFC East is the conference they're matched up with. Because the NFL's schedule yeah. on a cycle. You play the same divisions every four years. Well, this year they're matched up with the NFC North. Who, who's the worst team in the NFC North entering this season? The Vikings, the Lions probably. probably like, I was going to say probably the Lions. And even then, like, you got Matt Stafford at quarterback. Like, you Matt Patricia in the second year of that defense. Like, it's not like the Lions are absolutely bottom-of-the-barrel team. It's Lions and it's the AFC East. So the AFC East should give Dallas an easy three wins. Yeah. I think the Giants and the Redskins should give them four more at that point then. I think they can split against the NFC North. I think the Bears will be a tough matchup. I think the Vikings and Packers will be a tough matchup. So I can see them taking one of those two teams. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So uh, at that point, I'm already thinking what I've got – Three from the AFC East, I said. I said four with the Giants and the – so I'm at seven. I took two more with the NFC North. There's your um, nine. That's nine right there. So they only got to win then, one more of the game. Yep. So. And, again, the last team is the Eagles, so I'll say they'll split with the Eagles. I'll take the over. Exactly. Cool. Glad we're on the same page. I definitely think they're more than an 8-8 eight eight team for sure. Yes. Uh, so I would take there the over. in between. Exactly. Like, they're going to contend and likely, at least in my opinion, I think they're likely to win the division. But are they a Super Bowl contending team? They'll need a few players to take that next step to become a Super Bowl contending team. But, I mean, they got the defense and they've got the weapons on offense, so they've got the formula down. We'll whether see. or not they can take it, like I said, that next step. Is Dak their guy is the question. We'll find yes. out. We'll find and out so far, year. I mean, he's, been, he's, he's, one of the, he's almost like a poor man's Alex Smith where, I mean, he's <laughs> not going to – he can light it up if you need him to, but he's more of a cutback on turnovers, high completion percentage type quarterback and just let Zeke do most of the work. And when you got an O-line like they do and a running back like Zeke, why not? It's a, it's a hit saying, beat Exactly. We'll see how they do. We both have them over nine. Um, yeah, so let's roll on into the next team. We have the Philadelphia Eagles up next. They had five draft picks this year, and that's it. Um, given what they had in the draft, I actually really liked it. I was a big fan of it. They took Andre Dillard. Five picks, but all <laughs> their picks were the fifth round or higher. And they had two second rounders, so it's not like they were picking like they had one high pick and then were bottom. That's the true. After that. They had they had some quality picks that they mm-hmm. but they had the chance to fuck some of them up, but they didn't. They picked Andre Diller in the first round. Uh, There's two second round picks. They picked Miles Sanders, running back from Penn State, and JJ Arcega Whiteside, the wide receiver from Stanford, who they got late in the second, which was a great pick and great value. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. 
so don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Um, so I like it. I did have a lot of people leave. Uh, obviously, Nick Foles, Golden Tate, Jordan Matthews, uh, Jordan Hicks, DJ Alexander, and Jay Ajayi. is a free agent still. So uh, they got that roaming around. But given they did lose a little bit, they gained some. They got Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Howard, Malik Jackson, Vinnie Curry, Zach Brown, LJ Fort, and Andrew Sandejo. So they got some good pieces coming in on defense. Yeah. The defense will always be solid, especially with the front. The Fletcher Cox is probably the best defensive lineman in the NFC East, if not the league. I mean, he is yeah, probably if it wasn't for Aaron Donald, he'd be the most feared interior lineman in the yeah. league. Fletcher yeah. Cox is just an absolute machine at getting to the quarterback. And you know, it's funny. I, I was seeing. I can't remember who it was. I wish it was so I could credit them, but someone was making a good points on one of those ESPN TV shows one day that they think the future of the league is going to the premier pass rushers being the interior rushers and not the edge rushers because quarterbacks are releasing the ball faster and faster these days. And it takes less steps to get to the quarterback when you're on the inside versus when you're on the outside. I think they like showed in a tape, like they showed like Cox and they showed um, uh, Aaron Donald and compared them to like defensive ends like J.J. Watt and said it showed like it takes seven steps from a defensive end to get to the quarterback. Meanwhile, it takes like two or three from an interior pass rusher to get to the quarterback. And even if you don't get to them as you tackle, you're still more in their face. You don't need to necessarily get to them yeah. all the time. You just need to, you know, mess up their get a hand up, their yeah. rhythm, their throw. So, but all, a lot of their picks went on offense, and I think that's just because of the deficiencies they had in times on offense last year. Jason Peters has had his injuries throughout his career. I'm actually shocked he's still playing with all like, – how many season-ending injuries has he had over the yeah. last couple of years now? It's, it's almost at a point where you expect it. But – They have Andre Dillard to fill that void They got now. Andre Dillard now to fill that void. They lost, uh, you know, running back uh, Jay Ajayi that they got in a trade. Well, they drafted Miles Sanders, and they brought in Jordan Howard, you know, the, to replace Jordan Matthews and Golden Tate. He never really clicked – in yeah, he, he was not – I mean, once he got traded, Matt Stafford was his – Which is – I'm, I'm surprised that Golden Tate never really clicked just because he's that slot prototype slot receiver, you know, great route runner. You think you could just plug and play him in any type of offense. Uh, but, I, I mean, it didn't work. They got Deshaun Jackson, though, who can stretch the field. Uh, they brought in uh, Arcia Whiteside as well. Like, they, they made their – they filled the voids that they have. I kind of view this team similar to Dallas – I wouldn't put them quite at the same level, but they're one of those. They're going to contend to the division, but if they want to be Super Bowl contenders again, a few players will need to step up to another level. And, yeah. and Carson Wentz will need to stay healthy too, which is probably the biggest question for this team. Which leads into what I was about to say. I think they absolutely got a little bit better, but it all lies in the hands of Carson Wentz's health. I mean, if he gets hurt, it's a disaster. Uh, so that'll kind of take us into our sleeper breakout bust and MVP in which I'll kind of keep the train rolling with the sleeper. You had mentioned him, and you think about him because they're in your division. Uh, yeah, it's not something that a lot of people think about just because you play him, you know, two times a year. My sleeper, Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's a defensive tackle. This man makes a huge impact for this team. He's a veteran. Going into his eighth season of his career this year, he's missed three games in his career. 
which is crazy. Um, he's played an amazing role. Well, Josh left those three quarterbacks. <laughs> I think have to face Fletcher Cox this week. Exactly. So, I mean, not necessarily a role player, but he's not been like a superstar. He's just done his like, job. He, he's up, like I said, I, I, in my opinion, he's up there, like right behind Aaron Donald. I won't say right behind him. Aaron Donald's all time is, yeah. is the best interior pass rusher, maybe the best interior defensive lineman. But, I mean, Fletcher Cox, he, you're right. He doesn't get the same, like, national love exactly. that Aaron Donald does. So he's coming off, you know, one of the best years, the best year of his career. He got seven and a half sacks last year. He's pretty much all you could ever want out of a defensive tackle on your team. So he's my sleeper pick. He's the guy that, you know, nobody really thinks about a whole lot when they think of the Eagles defense because it's so good. So Fletcher Cox. I'm going to go with my sleeper pick. Miles Sanders, running back out of Penn State. that okay. they got to the second round. I mean, running backs in the draft seem to be a dime a dozen. And Jordan Howard really – he was a solid player, but he didn't really, like, explode at any point in his career. He had the one good year with the Bears, and he was okay otherwise. In that good year, it's not like, okay, this is the running back in the future right now. Like, it was, he had a good season. So I'm wondering if he doesn't do too well and Miles Sanders gets an opportunity, especially these days, you know, opportunities are easy to come by by running backs. They're always rotating in and out unless you've got a premier superstar running back like a Zeke, like a Saquon. You're going to go with just – you're going to go with multiple guys. Now. Yep. So Sanders has the opportunity. If he can get some good volume, if Jordan Howard is kind of like the Jordan Howard of last season, Sanders could easily pick up a big role and explode onto the scene. And, again, it goes back to what I said before. You can easily find running backs outside of the first Oh, round yeah, they're a dime a dozen. Yes. Yeah, I like it. I fucking love that pick. Not going to comment much on it. You'll <laughs> find out later. Okay. Uh, so my, we'll move on into breakout. My breakout player, Derek Barnett. Defensive end. Uh, he's coming into his third year after being selected 14th overall in 2017. Uh, so last year he – he got hurt. Um, shit, I lost where I was at. Yeah, he was. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he didn't get any starts his rookie season, but he still managed to get two and a half sacks and scoop and score a touchdown. He was slated to start last year, um, got hurt, missed a bunch of games, sustained a shoulder injury, but he's back. He's poised. He's ready to start this year, and I think he's ready to bust out. He has a fire under his ass because he knows he was a first round draft pick. He needs to perform. He's going into his third year, so I mean, shit. At this point, his career might be right on the line. He doesn't do good. For my breakout player, I, I, I guess it's a break back out. Alshon Jeffrey, I like. Okay. As the year went on, he really started to click with the Philadelphia Eagles. He earned that new contract extension from them with how the level that he played on. And he started, again, he started last year hurt. But as the year went on, he proved to be the Alshon Jeffrey of old again. I think he's kind of being overlooked. He's not really being considered as one of the premier wide receivers it, let alone the NFC, even in the division, you know, right, with Odell gone, and uh, we'll get to admit Sterling Shepard broke his thumb earlier today. As we <laughs> week to week, they say, but it's a time span. I've heard that before, not seen him until midway through the season. Eight weeks. Yes. No, I think you say that, but that was Olivier Vernon a season ago, was the same thing. But uh, no, I, I think he just doesn't get the respect that uh, a wide receiver of his talent should with his ability to route run and his size as well. He's a premier talent wide receiver, and I think he's going to prove that again this year, especially if Carson Wentz can stay healthy. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I mean, I don't mind that pick at all. He's pretty much, I mean, I guess their go-to. Uh, it's kind of like an every down. That's a safety net. Yes, yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. So I like that. He could have a good year this year. Um, bust. My bust pick, Jordan Howard. 
kind of stemming off of Sean's um, sleeper pick, which was Miles Sanders. Um, it's kind of bold, I guess you could say, um, but I've never been a lover of Jordan Howard. I know the numbers are there, but um, he, he was given too much opportunity in Chicago. Like, he was their man. Well, I mean, the running back behind him was, like, maybe five feet even on yeah, his and standing on his tippy toes. Yeah. Like Cullen, like, you can't get three Cullen. He was only a receiving back. He didn't have any touches on the straight handoffs. And exactly. Even still, Jordan Howard never could run away with the job. Yeah, I mean, they, they gave him all the opportunities because he was really the only back that could carry the ball. Uh, he's not a receiving back. And going into Philadelphia, where it's an offense loaded with wide receiver weapons, tight end weapons, pass-heavy offense with Wentz, it doesn't seem like he's going to be given the chance that he had in Chicago. Um, and even if they do run a decent amount, like you were mentioning earlier, a lot of teams are going with this multi-headed running back in the backfield. Uh, and Miles Sanders could be that in – with George Howard only averaging, you know, 2.8, 2.9 yards a carry probably, which is the one you do. Um, so that's why I have Jordan Howard as my bust. I've got Jordan Howard as well. because he, like, yes. I see him now as just a thumper. He's a short-yard <clears throat> thumper. You know, you're going to use him to wear out the second level of the defense, hit the linebackers a couple times, and then you're going to, you know, attack down the field and try and get you know, use Zach Ertz to hit the seam, get behind those linebackers as well. So, like, I, not that I think he'll be a bust in terms of that, the Eagles are going to sit there and almost the opposite of my breakout pick from, you know, the Dallas Cowboys where they're like, oh, my God, we just got absolutely ripped in this trade. We're just like, I can't believe we traded for this guy. I don't think it'll be that bad, but I don't think by the end of the year you're going to be looking at Jordan Howard and be like, he met the level of production. I Yeah, no. Him. And that's coming off a bad year from Chicago. I don't think he'll hit that level. And that's what I'm saying. And that was one of his – that was, I think, last year was his worst year that he's had, and I don't think he's going to match even that. He's going to do a little bit less. I'm not saying he's going to be awful. He's not going to have a great year. He's probably going to have his worst year of his career. Like you said, he's just a big thumper. He's five. He's six foot tall, 225 pounds. He's not shifty. Miles Sanders is that guy who's going to be able to get through that linebacker, that linebacker core. So. Cool. We're green. Uh, MVP of the team. And mine may be different than yours. Uh, my MVP is Carson Wentz. And I say this um, as I don't think he's the best player on the team by any means, but I think I'm going to go with the true meaning of MVP here. And without Carson Wentz, this team has to rely on a fucking backup quarterback and Nate Sudfeld. A sixth-round draft pick from 2016. I think he's had like 26 snaps in the NFL. So, like, without him, they're, they're dog shit. He is their MVP. And that's actually, I'm on the boat for the same exact reason. He is the most valuable player on that team. It's not like they have the safety net of Nick Foles. Exactly. What was great about Nick Foles is the the rapport he had with Doug Peterson, too, because he was with Doug Peterson in his first stint with Philadelphia. Then he went to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. He was with him when he was under Andy Reid again. Then he went back to Philadelphia when Doug Peterson took over as head coach to back up Carson Wentz. There was that rapport there, too. They don't have that rapport between the coach and the backup quarterback. You, know, like you mentioned that just, what was it, like 60-something snaps he had or something like that, I think you said? Nate Sudfeld? Yes, yeah, oh, less than 30. Less than 30, yeah. yeah. So, like, the rapport is nowhere even near there at the NFL level. So, I, I think that it, they will go as far as Carson Wentz health goes. I like Carson, even though he's a Philadelphia Eagle, I like Carson Wentz as a player. I think he's extremely talented. But he, if he gets hurt, you're going to start to wonder, like, okay, at what point do we draft a new quarterback of the future? Like, yeah, we keep putting up 
I know they just gave him that contract. I don't know how much of it is actually guaranteed within that contract, but I mean, at what point do you think if he has another injury this year, next year, do you consider, okay, are we moving on to get another guy, or at least maybe not a first-round pick? Do you take someone in the second round that has a chance to push for a job? You know, do you do some, something similar to what uh, if they did before with Nick Foles? Do you get a guy in free agency that can provide you that level of insurance where, okay, if he does go down, we've got this guy to turn to? Similar what the Titans did. The Titans yeah. did the Brian Tannehill so to, provide comp- <laughs> to provide competition for Mariota. Exactly. One good season. Hasn't had more than 3,500 passing yards in a season as well. So kind of like that, you get someone that's got some starting experience to back up in case your quarterback does go down. Okay, we're not turning to Sudfeld. We're turning to a guy who's actually started some football in the NFL. And it blows my mind that they didn't do that this year because, because Carson Wentz hasn't – He's coming off an injury. Yes, Carson Wentz has not played a playoff game. Nick Foles has been their playoff quarterback. Um, yeah, his – and I just looked it up. Carson Wentz's contract was $128 million, 107 is guaranteed. So it's not looking like they're going to draft a quarterback anytime no. soon. But they need that. They need that safety net behind him that yes. they can go to. That's not so probably sense. picking up a veteran would be the the safer route. Oh, Mark Sanchez is available. Oh, Lord. Lord. just signed the ESPN. <laughs> All right, so we we had a, a couple few similar picks. We're definitely on the same page with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now their Vegas odds for over under were nine and a half. Um, I guess I can start it off. I guess could you technically push on nine and a half if they hit nine and five? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't think I so. I don't know how that works with Vegas. <laughs> I, think that, but I, I wouldn't think you could because it's wins. It's not their record. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always wondered that whenever I see nine and a half with, like, and football, with yeah. sports where you can end in a tie. Like football. No, I don't think you can finish with nine and a half. I didn't, I didn't think so. I'll go the under. I think they're a nine-win team. Really? I think they're a nine-win team. Like, it's nine, like, if they hit ten, it's not unreasonable. Um, I, I just – I don't see them. I see them as a wild card team, not a divisional winning team. Like I see Dallas winning the division. I see the Philadelphia Eagles, like last year, pushing for a wild card spot, hoping they face Cody Barkey in the playoffs. <laughs> Love it. I called that. I don't know if you were listening. I, I did not know that. Maybe. I literally called that on the podcast the week before the playoff game. <laughs> I said, if it comes down to a game winning kick by Cody Barkey, he's going to miss it. So that amazing. Oh, you spoke it into existence. Yeah. Um, but nine and a half, Sean went under. I'm going over again. Uh, I think they're the division winners. This is all based on the fact that Carson Wentz is healthy. Though. Yeah. He has to be healthy because I think they have, if not the best defense in the league. I think that leads them to you know their ten and six season. Um, nine. I can see them going nine and seven though if they have a, a couple bad losses down the stretch. But. For the sake of Carson Wentz being healthy and then clicking on all cylinders, I'm going over. I, 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 it's tough because again, you got it's a, the, the way the schedule breaks out. You got the NFC on North, which is a tough division. I, I had Dallas splitting that. I can see three of the four teams beating the Philadelphia Eagles in that. Like, I, like I said, the Vikings and the Packers. I, I said that I could see the Dallas winning one of those two games. Those are two road games. The Philadelphia Eagles. They're in Green Bay. So, yeah, I had the and Packers in Minnesota for those two. So that's what makes it tough for me. I had the Packers and the Vikings beating them, actually. Uh, 
but just the way it shook out, I just had them going yeah. ten and six. And now it's having like, the AFC East makes it easy. Yeah, and it's like you get a couple of teams. The second best team in the AFC East, and they got a lot of new faces. And new I wouldn't even say that. I think putting Adam Gase is a whole. After that, it's the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills are the second really? best. Really, honestly, okay. just the quarterback. I think with the even beyond the quarterback, I think all the other free agency moves that the Jets have made, they put themselves in position. Like they got Le'Veon Bell now, so I think they put themselves in position to be the second best. But I, I feel like that's almost being the second best team in the AFC East is like being the tallest of the seven dwarfs. Like it's yeah. not really all too much to brag about <laughs> unless you actually make the playoffs out of the AFC East as a division as a wild card team. That's a conversation for a different day. The AFC <laughs> yes. East, we've already had that, and it, it was interesting. Um, but that moves us into our third team, the NFC East. We have Sean's New York Giants, Can we skip this who actually blew the first their first pick of the first round. There's there's zero defending there's zero defending the Daniel Jones pick with the fifth pick. Um, I'm sorry, Sean. I will say this: I'm I'm hoping for the best. I'm oh. not sitting here like I think Daniel Jones is going to be the next big thing, but I'm going to put like I'll watch especially last year. I watched a lot of quarterback tape the last two years. In fact, just in case the Giants took the quarterback, I love the NFL draft. I went a number of years ago to it. It's a fun time, but I was. I actually remember I was sitting there watching Avengers Endgame on the night it premiered. It was the NFL draft night. I kept I didn't put my phone on silent or airplane mode like I normally do. I kept periodically checking. When I saw the Giants came up with their pick, I saw that Dwayne Haskins was not taken before. You thought they were picking Haskins. I thought it was gonna be Haskins. So and I'm like, And you'd have been happy with that. I would have been happy with it. I liked Haskins. I the the way the quarterback shook out for me is I had Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins, sort of like a 1A, 1B. Depends on what, like, if you're like a running type quarterback, if you don't mind that he's a little short, fine, go Kyler Murray. If you want the prototypical, like, pocket passer quarterback, go Dwayne Haskins. After that, then I had Drew Locke out of uh, Mizzou. Then I had Daniel Jones. So I had Jones as, like, a second round. I mean, they could have got him at 30. Yes. They and they said they said that they had this insight that he wasn't going to be there. Which is so they teams will put if they say that and truly believe it, they got to do because teams will leak that stuff like crazy. Yeah. Everything you hear, if, if you're working for a team, you hear a rumor about what another team's thinking. Take that with the largest grain of salt that you can find. Like find a grain of salt you can palm it and take it with that <laughs> because you you can't no one knows what anyone's taking yeah no so, they all fuck each other over yeah so if the giants said that and tr- i don't think they meant it but if they really did truly mean that they knew someone else was they got you yeah for uh, sure so but after that and so i'm i mean i guess i'm on the bandwagon i'm not really i mean at this point I'm all you can do is hollering i'm kind of just holding on because i need to make it to that next stop to find out what happens with daniel jones in his career so, at this point literally the only thing you can do is hope you that's it it's like, hard to I, wish bad on him we got so anyway, i gotta hope for the best exactly. so that's what i'm doing i'm in the same boat with josh rosen from miami dolphins hate the motherfucker <laughs> but at this point i like religion he was one of my top quarterbacks last Again, again, different topic. Maybe that'll say something about the Daniel Jones pick. But but anyway, after Daniel Jones, uh, they actually recovered. They got Dexter Lawrence and DeAndre Baker, two great defensive additions to their team. Um, The rest of the draft went swell. They lost quite a bit of people in the offseason. Jamon Brown, Odell Beckham, uh, you know, Olivier Vernon, Landon Collins. So some pretty, some pretty solid defensive players and one of the better receivers in the league. 
They tried to get younger on, like just from the draft and the, the losses and additions, they tried to get younger on defense. They got the quarterback of the future, and they tried to build the offensive line. That was the Giants' offseason. Yeah. Going back to that old-school football of you build around the running game and the defense. I mean, that's, you know, they, you know that's not the modern football, but that's what the football that won the Giants all their Super Bowls. It was their defense, and it was the passing game playing off of a talented running game. That, that was built by the offensive line. That's what won the Giants all four of their Super Bowls, and they're looking to get back to that. So, and I mean, I like who they got. They got they added some key pieces, and Mike Remmers. Uh, they got Golden Tate, defensive end to Mark or Marcus Golden out of the zoo. Let's go, uh, Jabril Peppers, third year out of Michigan, and veteran safety Antoine Bethea. So they got some solid pieces. Bethea, I like because um, veteran. I think is the Giants' defensive coordinator. It's killing me that it slipped my mind. The former Cardinals defensive coordinator. So, Bethea has the rapport with him. He understands the system. I, I do like that the Giants did get Jabril Peppers because they lost Landon Collins. Why they didn't trade him last year if they knew they weren't going to resign him, I don't understand. Yeah, because he has been great trading. He's a get good something safety. for him. Get a fifth round pick for him, even. Unless they're hoping to get something a little bit higher with the compensation pick, but. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, so they lost Landon Collins in free agency. They brought in Jabril Peppers, who plays a similar style to Collins. Or something like that. And again, as I mentioned, the offensive line, you got Kevin Zeitler that will replace Brown. I think that's a huge upgrade. Uh, you, you got Remmers to play right tackle. That's a huge upgrade. Yeah, he's, huge, he's, huge he's over incredible offensive tackle. Yeah. Um, so now the Giants offensive line from left to right, it goes Nate Solder. It goes uh, Hernandez at guard. The center is a competition. Uh, John Halapayo, who won it in the beginning of the year, was done for an injury. He broke, I believe, his ankle or leg or something. He won last year and missed the entire season. He's expected to win the job if he's healthy. Then you got Zeitler, right guard. Remember, a right tackle. Good offensive I mean, you, line. Got their, you got their line for, for the best back in the, the league. The question is their passing game. Can it get it done with Golden Tate? Sterling Shepard, as I mentioned earlier, broke his hand. They say week to week. As I mentioned before, I've heard that before. They say we're going to say week to week a year ago with uh, Olivier Vernon. I think he came back week eight of the season finally. Yeah. I mean, the question the question is, is Eli Manning? Yeah. It, well, even Eli Manning would have to not just play bad, play atrocious, and the Giants be losing for him to be benched for Daniel Jones. Yeah, they I agree. They're not, they're not going to take out They sound really committed to keeping Daniel Jones on the bench for a year to learn the game before they put him in. But, I mean, we've seen Eli Manning twice during his rookie year replace Kurt Warner. They did in the middle of the season. 
He played bad. They replaced him in week 17 of his rookie year. He won his first NFL game that week against the Dallas Cowboys, and he didn't sit the bench again until two years ago when there was that just whole mess of a situation where they benched him and their streak ended, and then they went to Geno Smith for a game. Oh, God. And they wound up never putting in. I think they had a fourth-round pick that they had a quarterback that year. He's no longer on the team. I can't recall his name, but they never put him in on the field the entire season at all. So it was just a whole mess of a situation. They benched him for nothing, basically. But now we got that system. Everyone's kind of kind of on the bandwagon and the train of, hey, let's draft this quarterback, mm-hmm. season him for a year under a veteran, and we'll start him. So question – one word answer. Uh, did the Giants get better, worse, or did they stay the same? Yeah, one, I, one word. Depends if we're talking now, like this season or the future. No, like, right? Like this season, did they oh, get worse? Worse? So okay. Worse. And I was going to say, I think they got it's slightly a, yeah. worse. I, I think they're worse. It's hard yeah, to say they the got better. Maybe, but I right. think for the future, they're way better, especially with those picks they got for defense. I think they're way better in the future now, but I think like this 2019-2020 season, they are worse as a team. I mean, you lose Odell Beckham, you lose Landon Collins, like, not just two pro looks, two of the best at their position. You're not going to be as good. This is coming from a Giants fan. Yeah. So let's move into our Super Bowl. I'm straight. I'm not going to be one of those. (laughs) I'm I'm not sitting here saying the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. Daniel Jones is going to Set the rookie record for everything. No, I, I call it as I see it. As unfortunate as it may be sometimes. Let's move into the sleeper breakout Boston MVP. I just like to mention that Sean is just, just casually over here sipping on a on some glasses podcast, of so I have to show up with a drink. I am um, drinking a nice Schlafly IPA. He's just sipping. You did have one of the. Uh, I had one. I had one of the. Yeah, the the Gloria Bud Lights. That's what I started the episode with. On Schlafly IPA, he's just over here sipping his Jameson, Jameson meat. All right, sleeper well, breakout. I had a nice cube to begin with, but I only got Gone. one and it melted after the first one. So, sleeper breakout, Boston MVP. I'll start with sleeper. My sleeper of this team is Jabril Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that he was super strongly neglected in Cleveland. They didn't utilize him as, you know, the defensive player, really, that he could have been. They kind of just used him as, like, that specialty piece, kickoff, return, and punt return. Um, but now he's getting a new start under the Giants' regime. Uh, I feel like he can finally get to work in the safety position that he's going to start in, coming in a strong safety. He's also going into his third year just like uh, Derek Barnett is. Uh, he's going to have to show something out of it. He was also a first-round pick. So he's kind of in the same shoes as him. He even went on quote saying a few days ago, I think when camp was starting, that he wants everyone to remember the Odell trade, not as the Odell trade, but as the Jabril trade. I didn't hear that actually. I like that mentality. Yeah. So he's hungry. Even though Zyler was in the trade too, he felt like, hey, man. I'm here too. So I like it. Sleeper pick. I like that actually a lot. The Bill Peppers is I'll go Evan Ingram though. Um, because there, again, there needs to be someone to stretch the field. And it, I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, but if you look at the stats when Odell was hurt, Evan Ingram really stepped up because he was the one guy that was relied upon consistently. When he, he was healthy. healed vertically, yes. When he was healthy, it was concussions that did him in a bit last year, I believe. But I, I think he'll be a bit, and I think the Giants will be more open to using him split out as a wide receiver than they do. Because he's really that. small. 
Uh, he's for a tight end. He's small. He's big for uh, wide receiver, but he's athletic beyond for a tight end. For a wide receiver, he's fast. He had a faster forty time than Odell did. He beat Odell by like a couple hundredths of a second, I believe, in a forty yard dash at the combine. So like there, there were even some talks that the Giants after the Giants traded away Odell, would they just straight up move Evan Ingram to wide receiver and just use him as a big body wide receiver there? As of right now, we're one day into camp. I don't believe they've done that. But, again, Sterling Shepard broke his left thumb. Yeah. Who knows what they'll do Maybe now. I. But I, I, I think he is a good sleeper pick that can vault himself into, at, at least statistically speaking, I don't think he'll be that premier blocker ever, but at least statistically speaking, one of the top five tight ends of the league. Not quite up there with the cusp of Zach Ertz. Travis Kelsey. I don't think he'll be on that level, but I think he'll be like just outside, like yeah. kind of on the doorstep. Sure, I like that thing a lot, which leads into my breakout, who is Evan Ingram. Uh, like you were just talking, you know, he's going to be just under that cusp of, you know, elite tight ends. There's very little tight ends left in the game that play the tight end position of catching the ball. Uh, everyone's moving in that blocker tight end position. Uh, so Ingram, he, you know, he's shown his flashes of potential to be that top-tier tight end if he can stay healthy. If he can get 15, 16 games in, he's going to be right up there with the best of them, just under those Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, George Kittles. Um, I can see him having the best year of his career this year, also coming to his, into his third year. Um, he's going to get a lot of opportunity in this offense uh, while getting freed up. The only thing that I can say is that Eli Manning has a bunch of average wide receivers to throw to. So that I wouldn't say like there's no one that wows you exactly. Like, so it, now it's like, like Shepard went healthy as a good wide receiver, but like he's a route runner type, you know, and not in the sense that Amari Cooper is where he's a world class route runner. Like he's good, but he's not going to break the game open and just make it look silly with his route running. He's just going to find ways to get open in the middle of the field. And Golden Tate is the same type of receiver. Yeah, I mean, but there's going to be nobody that gets double team on this team that free up Evan Ingram more. But if he can stay healthy. Mark my words, he will be a definite fantasy owner, breakout player. So it's funny that you picked him as your breakout and I picked him as my sleeper because your sleeper, Jarrell Peppers, is my <laughs> Because I think he could be a Pro Bowl player this year. I think he could be the bright spot on the defense this year. When he was coming out of college in Michigan, again, as I before, I love the NFL draft. That's like Christmas for me. Oh, it is. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, we did an NFL draft episode that was like mm-hmm. super in-depth, so – and so, like, when I was seeing him and tape of him coming out of college, I'm like, man. He's so good. I love, like, he reminded me so much of Landon Collins. He can't really have two Landon Collins at safety, though, so I didn't think the Giants were going to wind up taking him. So I wasn't really worried about whether or not they would, but I just loved watching his tape. He reminded me so much of Collins. And now he is here to fill Landon Collins' role, be that hard hitter, thumper, safety over the middle. I think he can fit that role well. He's got the athletic ability to do so. so he I just needs a chance. Yeah, I, I think that although it's tough to watch Landon Collins go because I love him as a player and as a leader, I really think that Jabril Peppers can, on the field, fill that role perfectly to where it's not – I don't think people will think of it as, oh, it's a, the Jabril Peppers trade, but I think it'll make people – granted, he's in the division still. He's with the Washington Redskins, but I think it'll make people – Miss Landon Collins less the play of Jabril Peppers. I'm a big fan of his game, have been since his Michigan days. And again, that's coming from a Notre Dame fan. So, yeah, I, I, I just like, I respect him. He's a great player. And I 
think he will fill that role of Landon Collins very well. Yeah, I think he I think he can do the same. I like how we kind of manipulated uh kind of saw those sleeper and breakouts in our own in our own eyes and kind of picked the same people, so that's cool. Uh, moving into the bust, um, I don't know if you'll like this pick a lot. My bust pick. We might be on the same page. Really? Uh, my, my bust pick is Golden Tate. Oh, okay. We're not on the same page. All right. Uh, and we kind of covered this a little bit earlier. We all saw what he did away from Matt Stafford last year in Philly, and it wasn't much. He kind of shut the bed. I don't know if it was just Matt Stafford relying on him a lot or if he was a heavy target of his. Um, but the old sack of shit washed up quarterback – uh, that is Eli Manning. I don't know if he's going to be able to to kind of, you know, be lean on him as Matt Stafford did. Uh, also, Golden Tate is going into his tenth season. It's kind of crazy to believe that he's been around that long, um, and he's only missed two games in the last eight years, and has still wound up being this just completely average wide receiver who has never managed to meet the expectations of like what he's been going into the season. Um, he's never had more than eight touchdowns in a season. And I hate to say it, but I don't think that it's going to be this year. And I think that, especially with Sterling Shepard being gone now, his really even steps in even more. Uh, he's going to need to take on a larger role and be that guy to lean on. And I just don't think that it's going to be it's going to be it. See, I, I would almost go the opposite because Sterling Shepard could miss some time. I think there. Who else is there besides Golden Tate? The number three wide receiver on the team right now is Corey Coleman. Who I'm hey, sure he's supposed to be big from Hard Knocks Spain. Yeah, was supposed to be, and how did that work out on Hard Knocks? They asked him like, "Why?" He asked the coaches like, "Why am I not playing?" It's, it's dude, you're you know dogging it the whole time, like you're not you know busting your ass. And then they're like, "Well, you don't like me, you're me." They traded him for a future seventh round pick. That's like basically the bare minimum. Yeah, like we might as well just cut you. Like we we aren't legally allowed to actually trade you for a sack of footballs. So we're <laughs> trading you away for the next most valuable thing. The next Tom Brady. Yes. But, but so that I just like the Giants wide receiver core is thin, even though That's they got thin. one day is. So I think it's just from the volume he'll get. I mean, like not that he's going to be a superstar, but I think from his volume he could he'll avoid being a bust. Again, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I loved Golden Tate. I actually, the only NFL jersey, well, the non-Chinese jersey I ever bought was Golden Tate. I got the, I got the neon green Seattle Seahawks. Oh, God. Golden Tate. And like, I, it's the thing. I, I actually like Golden Tate. I don't mind yeah. it. I just think even given the – like, I think the, if Shepard's healthy, yes. That's and, a great pick for a bus. I think the injury just changes things. And then it's even like, given – no one else to throw to like Ingram and Saquon. Okay, so now saying that he's going to get more volume, mm-hmm. even given the more volume, I think he under succeeds what you think that he yeah. will do. So either way, um, I kind of kind of reached on this one, but you go ahead. So I'm going to go with not just one individual player, but a position. Okay, quarterback. <laughs> Shocker, Eli Manning. I don't. I think he's going to be another another poor season again. The yards will be there just because of volume. The Giants will be trailing in a lot of games. Um, it's not going to be a lot of him attacking down the field. It's easy when you, get a, when you get 100 yards passing with Saquon. Just dumping it That's it. Like, you just dump it to him let Saquon do all the work for you. So I, I think it's going to be – and even if it's Daniel Jones, like Jones I don't believe is NFL ready. No, he's like, not. He, they tend to sit for him for you. As I said earlier, if Daniel Jones is going to get into the game, it's going to be because Eli's not just going to play bad and they're looking for an excuse. He's going to have to play atrocious to even take a chance at officially ending that era and putting Eli on the bench where he may never see the field again. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't really see either either quarterback kind of stepping in and being being the saving grace here for this team. And that's not that. I, again, I'm on the Jones bandwagon by default. Not you know jumping for joy. I'm not pre-ordering my Daniel Jones jersey, but I I, I think at least if he does play in 2019, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, and that goes into I don't think any of these quarterbacks in this draft are like coming NFL week. No, Sorry. next year was the big quarterback. Year. Yeah, that's then that's what killed me is that the Giants. I would have been completely content, if they, especially when Justin Herbert out of Oregon backed out. I would have been so content if the Giants went a direction other than quarterback. If they went offensive line, if they went a defensive playmaker. Fine. Yes, getting a quarterback would have been great, but Daniel Jones. But but, <laughs> but even the next year, all the quarterbacks that are out there, like. Tua Tagovailoa is going to probably be in the draft next year. Jacob Fromm out of Georgia is going to be in the draft next year. I mentioned Justin Herbert. He's going to be in his senior season at Oregon. I'm a big fan of him. He reminds me so much of Carson Wentz. And then this year, you know, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, we knew the Giants had no chance on. Uh, Dwayne Haskins I liked, but I wasn't, like, absolutely head or heels in, over Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. So I, I think next year's quarterback class was just the better class and personally, I'm afraid that the Giants could be in a situation next year very much like the Arizona Cardinals were in where, okay, we just burned a top 10 pick on a quarterback, but we had a bad season. We got a new GM and a new coach. Are we about to just do the same thing quarterback and just trade Jones away for whatever we can get? That's true. And I, I mean, with the talent that's out there, quarterback next year, I, I kind of got the feeling Dave Gettleman's on the hot seat a little bit. Not that I think it's going to happen. But I see it as a possibility. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, and with that, we'll move kind of into our MVP again. I can't another one. I can't see us having different. It's Saquon Barkley. I was They're, joking earlier when we were texting. Like <laughs> I can see Saquon having three thousand yards in the season, and the rest of the Giants as a team have like fifty something yards. Yeah, and I mean, I don't really think there's a doubt that he is the best running back in the league. Um, I think without him, they're like a two in team. I think what was nice to watch him as the season went on last year too is early in the year it was he was very much his mentality was boomer bust like if he saw the lane was clogged he tried to just bounce it outside and see if he could turn into a big gain but as the year went on he realized all right nothing wrong with lowering my shoulder get four yards on this play yeah it's clogged but you know what let's get a little something let's make it second and six and you know again at the beginning of the year. He just tried to push everything to the edge, and teams could contain him a little bit. But as the year went on, when he realized, like, okay, there's like second and six, we can do with, we can deal with that. I'll get the ball again, and then maybe I can take it to the house. And that's when he really exploded. I thought was the second half of the season. Um, the stats were about the same, but just watching him play, I thought he was a far more effective running back in the second half. Yeah, for sure. And he's kind of he kind of reminds me of like a. Like an emerging Le'Veon Bell. He kind of is like the same yeah. back. I think it's bigger Barry Sanders. Like if Barry Sanders had some, <clears> like, granted, he had friendly genetics, but at least size-wise, he yeah. wasn't so tiny. He's, a bit, like, he's got the elusiveness of a Barry Sanders. Dude, he's just, he, he is has, a. He has actual tree trunks. Yeah, he's legs. a truck. He's a small truck. Um, you see the, the bet that him and Baker Mayfield had with, with each other? No. They had a bet as to who would win uh, the rookie of the year. And obviously Saquon won, so Saquon got a chain as a, a gift from Baker Mayfield. It says quad on it, 
Um, and I forget what was the I forget the famous quote that Baker had in the beginning of the year in like one of the press conferences. He was gonna get him something about that. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. I'll see if I can pull it up while we keep going. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so we'll just kind of truck along, and we gotta pick up the pace here. Vegas, the Vegas odds on their win total of forty Giants was six over under. And I mean, it's hard to not go under here. So that's what I went with. I went with under. As I well. don't. I don't think they've quite made it out of like the total rebuild phase and the fact that they can you know win seven to eight games. I don't think it's even a possibility that they win seven games. I think at most their caps at six. Um, so I think you know they they can win their five and eleven team. Even while having the twenty seventh ranked strength of schedule, I think that they're still a five one team. I, I think so too. I was looking at the schedule, and I don't really see many games that the Giants could win. Um, yeah, the AFC East, maybe Miami, they could be because Miami, you can tell. It's no, like, I think yeah, we got Josh Rosen just to see what we can get, and if we don't, we got you know a quarterback available to us in twenty twenty. We'll look at number one, and I mentioned all the guys that are going to be available at the top of the draft next year. Um, I, I mean. Uh, I don't see many winnable. Maybe the Buffalo Bills, they could beat. Maybe. I had the, yeah, I mean, I had them going 5 and 11, and that's beating the Dolphins. Um, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, they're just not there yet, obviously. Maybe in a couple of years, I can see them being the team that they should be, but five, five wins. By the way, the uh, word that was going to be on the chain that Saquon was going to buy Baker Mayfield, and I pulled it up now, so I recall, dangerous. I was going to say that. Baker had to do it. Yeah, woke up feeling dangerous. Yeah, I woke up this morning. I was feeling pretty dangerous. Ah. I actually am like after the. I, obviously, I'm happy that Saquon won. Uh, you know the the rookie of the year award. That's great for him. But I almost just wanted to like see Baker Mayfield get that chain that says dangerous because that'd be so badass to see him walk around. Just, that. that reminds me of the Ricky Bobby quote. I just wake up in the morning and I have piss excellence. excellence. That's all there is to it. Um, so that moves on into the last team of the NFC East before we wrap things up here. Um, Washington Redskins. They had one of my favorite drafts. They got a steal on Dwayne Haskins at 15. They got Montez Sweat later on in the round. I thought that was a real steal. Montez <clears throat> that was really, yeah, he was, he was top 10 talent. Um, they got Bryce Love in the fourth round. They're running back out of Stanford. I mean, they just had a pretty good draft in terms of the steals that they were able to get. While only losing Jameson Crowder, Maurice Harris, um, Zach Brown, Haha Clinton Dix were kind of four of the you know notable departures, and some of their rivals uh, they got Case Keenum, Eric Flowers, John Bostich, and Landon Collins. So I mean, I think for sure that they got uh, no doubt about it better. I think they got better long term. I'm not saying that they're they're going to come in and win eight games this season. Here's the short term problem that they have is. Alex Smith. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, 
prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. I'd be shocked if he plays a game this year. I think they're expecting. Oh, I mean, Dwayne Haskins, is, I think Dwayne Haskins is their number one quarterback coming mm-hmm. into the depth chart. Yeah. I think Alex Smith is done for his football. I, I'd be shocked if he plays again. If anything, like – And it sucks that – it's not. I don't think it's with the Redskins if he plays again. It sucks that Alex Smith can't groom him because I think if he – if Dwayne well, Haskins – Well, because he's still on the team. So, we, like, not that – like Dwayne but he Haskins doesn't get, can't be groomed by watching Alex Smith play. But Alex Smith – it's not like Alex Smith was, you know, was he was making his plays with his head. He's yeah. a very intelligent quarterback. Again, like I was talking before about Dak Prescott, high completion percentage, low turnover, game manager. Like that's what Alex Smith was. So I think him being hell, him being on the bench with Wayne Haskins the entire time, they'd be perfect because he could watch Case Keenum or Cole McCoy, whichever one of those two wins their starting QB job. And then Alex Smith could be teaching him the game the whole time right next to him. Because Haskins, as great as he was at Ohio State last year, last year was his only year playing for Ohio State. He's yeah. on the bench the rest of the time. So I I think that Alex Smith, may, he may be able to teach Dwayne Haskins better because of the injury as opposed to if he was on the field the entire time. Especially because, you know, in between series, you're sitting there talking to the offensive coordinator about what you can do better, you know, that – the next time you get out there, you're not necessarily teaching in that moment to Haskins. He's kind of just trying to be like a sponge and absorb when he's watching. As opposed to Smith, you could basically just tie him and Dwayne Haskins hip to hip together. So they have to be together on the sideline the entire time and just say, see, this is why you're looking at this. You want to look this way and make it safe to go this way and step to play because you see they're, they're in this coverage. Yeah, I, I think even being on the bench could be a big help for Dwayne Haskins in his career. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just wish that he got that kind of period to, like, watch Alex Smith and see how he plays on the sideline yes. for a full year. Um, I think it's really hard for these quarterbacks to go from, you know, these huge successful teams in college and then they get put on these kind of shitty teams that don't do well. It's, well it fucks with their mentality. The superstars that you get to work with as well. Yeah. Like, you know, it's easier to look at hindsight. I I, there was one picture – of all of them on a recruiting visit together. And I may have one or two of the players wrong, but it was Joey Bosa, Zeke Elliott. Those are the two I remember for sure. I think Michael Thomas might have been another one. And there was another fourth player who's an NFL superstar. I can't recall who. All on a recruiting visit at Ohio State together. Like, all of them just standing on the sideline and jackets hanging out. Like, yeah. And they eventually went on to excel. And now instead, it's almost like Alabama. Like, you – that there's a reason why Alabama quarterbacks usually don't turn into big NFL superstars because they're playing on an NFL team in the NCAA. Exactly, and that's kind of – Everyone on their team is going to be a draft in the NFL within two years. And that runs into kind of what I mentioned last week about how Alabama running backs even don't tend to be as good as they were in college oh, because yeah. they're playing they're behind, behind an NFL line. Exactly. And a, and a peewee football mm-hmm. Now, do you think Tua Tagovailoa will buck that trend a little bit? No, because he can't, you don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge Tua fan. I have to give a pass on him. The Giants. If, if Justin Herbert's not available, I'm all for it. The Giants taking Tua. I don't like him. That's again conversation for another yes, day. We could keep going one. forever. Um, move on into our sleeper breakout bust and MVP. My sleeper pick of this team. Drum roll. Darius Geis. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, technically he's a rookie because he pulled the whole Ben Simmons thing, I guess. He didn't play last year. He tore his ACL before the season. 
Um, the only problem here is getting the reps behind Adrian Peterson. Uh, we, we all know he's an animal out of LSU. Leonard Fournette, kind of like a little, you know, mini Leonard Fournette. He's going to do the same thing. Um, his junior and senior year in college, he had over 2,500 yards and 26 touchdowns. I know if given the chance that he can do solid things, and we saw what Adrian Peterson could pop off last year. And he's an old man. You bring in this young guy, I know he just tore his ACL, but if he can recover from that, you know, well, get some solid reps this year, I think he can prove himself as, you know, their future starting running back. Uh, and Adrian Peterson is probably a perfect example of how easily, not easily, but how well you can recover yeah. from a torn ACL. Exactly. He may have had one of the best recoveries of all time. <clears throat> And then, you know, I, I like Dice, too. I mean, he was supposed to be the guy last year. I think the only thing that could hurt him is the fact that Adrian Peterson is still there. Exactly, yeah, that's kind of my thing. Side note, I'm surprised Adrian Peterson hasn't started a GoFundMe yet because apparently he has just millions of dollars in debt. How? Trust the wrong people. I mean, was it uh, Jack Johnson or Jake Johnson, defenseman in the NHL, had the same thing. He let his parents manage his money. His parents blew all his money behind his back without him knowing. So... Hey, you, you got to be like you got to be careful about who you trust with your money. You know, when you become a pro athlete, I'm or, sure he. Whenever had... you get rich quick, you got to be careful who you trust with it. But back to the point, I like Darius Geis a lot. I, is this your sleeper? Yes. This is oh no way! On the same page. I like Darius Geis. I think he can get the opportunities, and when he does, I think he'll excel enough where. He will get the lion's share of carries. I still think it'll be a timeshare. I don't. Adrian Peterson will not be on the roster if he's not getting touches. They'll like yeah. cutting him at that point. Chris Thompson will be the receiving backs. Logic P. Ryan will probably fill in for Chris Thompson when he does get hurt. But I, I think Geis will eventually be the guy that gets the, like I said, the lion's share of touches. Yeah, if he can get some touches behind AP, kind of recover from his injury, he's going to be great. Um, Breakout player of the year, I'm going to go, and you might have the same because I know you mentioned the steal of a pick earlier, Montez Sweat. Okay, I don't but, have the same. All right, thing. my breakout player, Montez Sweat, rookie defensive tackle from Mississippi State. He can definitely lead this defensive line, especially on the end tier. He's coming in uh, to the NFL, setting the 40-yard dash record at the combine for defensive linemen. If you didn't know that. Fun fact for you, in his two seasons at Mississippi State, he had 22 and a half sacks, so he's a monster. Uh, kind of reminds me of like a little mini Aaron Donald or Fletcher Cox. He was all SEC both seasons. He is a man to watch for that interior front, and I think that he can kind of set the tone and be a leader for them moving forward. I like Montez Sweat a lot. He was one of those guys I was eyeing, kind of hoping the Giants take in the second round. He is not my pick. Uh, I am going with Josh Doxson. Okay. Wide receiver, former okay. first round pick from 2016. And it's been so, a few years. Someone's got to catch the ball, though. I mean, he's got to come out. First yeah. round pick. I mean, it's now or never, and someone's got to catch the ball. I mean, they lost Jameson Crowder. Yes, they're going to be running back heavy, not just from Darius, but from all the guys that they have. So this is contract year then? Oh, no, it's not a contract. He's a first round pick. So it's not contract year yet, but it's starting to get to that point where, like, if you want to start negotiating for your money, now is the year to step up and do it. But I, you look at the re- the rest of the wide receiver after that. Paul Richardson's there's yeah, number it's two. depleted. Yeah, like that, that. Richardson's solid, but he's not a number two. Yeah, no. And then after that, the next best target to throw to is probably Jordan Reed, who gets hurt all the time. <laughs> Out of the backfield, Chris Thompson gets hurt all the time. I just think, like, 
if there is ever an opportunity for a talented wide receiver, a first-round pick wide receiver in their third year to make or break, it's Doxing. And I think the volume is there where if he doesn't make it, then he is a full-out bust. Move on from him. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Josh Doxing. He, he'll be my pick for a breakout player. I like that. Um, I mean, their wide receiver core is depleted. Hopefully it doesn't ruin Dwayne Haskins coming in. But – if someone can be there to be a safety net, hopefully it's doxing. And, and I think what would potentially ruin Haskins more than anything else is not even the wide receiver court, the offensive line. Yeah. They've got talented players, except for one, but those talented players all have some sort of injury in their history. And Trip Williams always has something going on. Uh, was it the guard, Brandon Scherfis, got hurt the year before. Moses has had an injury, I believe, at some point. He's uh, Brandon Scherf, he, he had an injury at some, uh, last year. Moses, uh, I think, might have had an injury at some point. Like, There's a lot of question marks around that offensive yeah. line in terms of health, not talent, but health. So I think that could be what could hurt Dwayne Haskins more than anything else. If those guys get hurt, he could get hurt. Okay. All right. Um, rolling into our bus pick, you had actually just mentioned him. Um, that's kind of like a little relying on uh, – receiver receiving core mm-hmm. my bus is Jordan Reed mm-hmm. I mean it really it's kind of I kind of saw this coming probably a lot of people saw this coming from a mile away there's not much to say other than he just had a rough go of it he gets injured pretty much every day of the year and at what point are those injuries gonna take a toll on your physical body yeah I mean he, he was a physical freak when he was yeah he had I think he had like one awesome year he had his breakout year and ever since then he just gets hurt and I mean what is it to say that it's a good season for him? That he plays 14, 15 games? I mean, that's that's his good season. And he was meant to be the Jordan Reed of old, no. or is he going to be a slow to Jordan Reed because of these injuries? Yeah, he's he's pretty much done for in the aspect of that. So stay far away from Jordan Reed in your fantasy. I don't think he's ne- he's never going to be the tight end he once was. And his career is coming to a slow end with all his injuries. My bust is only a bust because I think Redskins fans don't realize how bad he could be if he actually sees the field. And like I said with the offensive line, there's the potential of him to see the field with all those injuries. Eric Flowers. Yep. Former Giants offensive tackle. Absolute. I have never seen an offensive lineman with a worse combination of bad footwork and bad hands. He has the absolute worst punch of any offensive lineman I've ever seen. And his footwork, it's, it's almost like someone put concrete in his cleats. Before the game. <laughs> he's, he's fucking walking on cinder blocks. Yeah, he's moving so slow and he's got a terrible it's, it's almost like he's just, it's basically the, the movie The Blind Side, but like he never actually got better from those first practices. Like he was just that big guy that was out there to be big. And no one else, like, oh, he never man. actually learned how to play the game of football, somehow made it through Miami to be a top, like, I can't remember if he was 10th or 11th overall by the Giants when he was taken. But he was a top pick of the Giants. They were hoping to be the left tackle of the future. Got his opportunity early because uh, William Beattie, uh, the left tackle for the few years before, got hurt, like, either before the season began or early on in the season. And Eric Flowers was just a mess. They tried moving the right tackle to make it better. It, it was no good at that point either. So, so he is, if he sees the field, Redskins fans will realize how bad he is. He is their starting left guard rolling in that season. Uh, in the initial roster, he's listed as the starting left guard. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets benched. It wouldn't surprise me if Trent Williams gets hurt and Eric Flowers has to come in off the field. And that it will be the point. 
when Redskins fans are like, oh, my God, this guy's bad. That's, no matter who's the quarterback, be it Case Keenum, be it Dwayne Haskins, be it Colt McCoy, if, if they put Alex Smith out there next to Eric Flowers, Alex Smith should just retire on the spot. Their fourth-round pick is sitting right behind them, so I wouldn't I – wouldn't, But, again, yeah. with the injuries that the, the, this offensive line has in their history so far, like – I don't think – I think Eric Flowers will get beat out for a starting job by anybody that has a motocron of talent. But I think there could be an injury at some point in the season. And Eric Flowers is just the next guy to step up and he sees the field, especially when Eric Flowers has experience playing left tackle and Trent Williams is an injury-prone left tackle. He's one of the most talented left tackles in football and healthy, but he gets hurt a lot. So All right. I'd be I'd be worried if I was a Washington Redskins. You know it's bad when I'm picking a player that I think is gonna start the season <laughs> on a bench to be a bust. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of it's kind of the thing. I don't think he's in the starting lineup week one, but I still think he'll be the bust on the season for the Redskins. Yeah, that's a given. Both our players probably for sure bust. Going in MVP, um, I'm gonna kinda go off script a little bit here. So if you want to go first, I'll let you kind of recap your MVP of this team, if there is one really quick. I like Landon Collins. I think he will make their defense better. Like I saw what he did with the Giants. He was, especially in his second year, he was a fantastic player for the Giants from then on. Uh, the first year, it was not that he was bad, but he wasn't at the level where they wanted him to be. So there were actually some talk about moving him to the linebacker. He obviously wound up becoming a Pro Bowl safety. It all worked out. But I think he will be the MVP. My next pick was going to be Darius Geis because, again, the quarterback situation, who the quarterback is throwing to is up in the air. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for all the running backs. I think Geis, like I said before, will get the lion's share. But I think the most valuable player will wind up being Landon Collins. I think he will be a difference maker on that defense this year. Okay. I like it. Um, mainly because I'm kind of going to go off script because I couldn't really – I didn't. Couldn't come across one player that makes this team or like that is super valuable to this team. So I'm just going to go on a limb and just say they're secondary overall because they added a lot of pieces to it. Uh, they have Bostich, Ryan Kerrigan, Landon Collins, Josh Norman. It's really going to kind of guide this team in the right direction under the rookie quarterback that is Dwayne Haskins. Um, so I mean, I know I let you down, didn't pick one MVP. <laughs> but their secondary really is good. And I think that it's going to kind of be what they have to lean on this season. Um, to kind of be successful, which goes into their over/under on uh, on win total six and a half. What do you think? I'll go the under. I think they're a six-win team. Yeah, I want the under here. I do like Haskins. I don't think it's going to be this year that they start to succeed. Uh, I think it's going to take a season or two to blossom for him. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL, apparently, mm-hmm. but. Like I said, I just don't think they're ready yet. I think that they are 5-11, and 6-10 win team at most. Definitely not a 7-win team. Yeah, I, I think they're a 6-win team. I think the Giants, like I said before, I think they're a 5-win team. The Giants, I, I, I think the Redskins are like a game better. And that's because I, their defense is more established. And when healthy, they, I think they've got the better offensive game when healthy. So, yeah, that's not even including out. I'm not talking to Alex Smith. I know he's probably not going to play the entire season. Mostly it's the offensive line. I'm thinking on that. When healthy, I think they are the superior line. When Jordan Reed is healthy, when their running backs are all 100% healthy, they have plenty of running backs to go to. I like their quarterbacks. I like Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins more than Eli Manning and Daniel Jones. I think they are the slightly better team. All right. 
you heard it here. We had a ton of agreements on kind of all our picks on these teams, which was super awesome. Great minds um, life. So. Exactly. I mean, we're going to roll into the division just really quick. Don't really need an explanation because we kind of covered it all. Division winner, I think you already said Cowboys. Yes, I got the Dallas Cowboys just barely beating us. See, and I said Eagles by a hair. So either way, they're going to be right there competing with each other. It's really, it's kind really of a, a two-point it's a, race. Yeah, it really, yeah. The Redskins or Giants would really surprise some people. <laughs> if by week six, if they're still contending for the division, either one of them, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to happen. So, and then we there's a, we have a question on here. Any other teams besides the division winner that have a shot at the postseason? It kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. You would have the Eagles at the Cowboys, I think. like It's going to be a two-pony race. Like Sean said, it's going to be super close. I can see it being 10-6 and 9-7 each team. And that's how it's going to be. Uh, really quick, MVP of the division. I think Carson Wentz, kind of like we were saying before, going with the like true definitive definition. Who is the most valuable player to that team? Okay. You can, I mean, you can pick any team's quarterback, really, but Carson Wentz, because of his injury history and how good he is when he's on the field and the fact that they no longer have a Nick Foles, a reliable option behind him, I think that the, the Eagles will go as far as Carson Wentz' health takes them. If he's on the field, like we, like I said, I only had them a game behind Dallas. Like, I'm splitting hairs with them. Meanwhile, if they get hurt, if he gets hurt, missing I mean, they're, they're they a six-win team. They could be, yeah, they, they could be either – if Carson Wentz is healthy, they're contending with Dallas for the division. If Carson Wentz misses a good chunk of the season, they're contending with Washington and the New York Giants for higher draft picks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I kind of like what you did there, but I just had to say Kwan just because of what he brings to the table yes. for that. I would say he's the most talented player in the division. He's going to be the one that puts up the biggest stats, and I know we already talked about how Carson Wentz is the most valuable player of that team, Mm -hmm. but of the division, Saquon's going to be the best player. Yeah. Um, Rookie of the year. I'll go Montez Sweat for rookie Uh, of the year. I had Montez Sweat as well. I was looking at the drafts, and nobody really surprised me. It was a lot of solid picks, like, and a lot of players that aren't expected. And role players of, like, offensive linemen. And then you had your uh, Dwayne Hansels. took a lot of guys that fill roles. The Dallas Cowboys didn't have a first-round pick. They took a lot of guys that fill roles. As I mentioned, their first two picks were in the trenches in their second and third rounds. Um, the Giants took Daniel Jones, who's not expected to play. They took an interior defensive lineman who's more of a nose tackle type. Uh, then at the end of the first round, they took a corner. So, like, so maybe, you, no one's really going to kind of come up and step up and be that playmaker other than Montez Sweat. I think Montez Sweat has the opportunity to, you know. Unless he Baker, falls on his face, no one else. And here's the issue with DeAndre Baker for the Giants is there's competition for that number two corner spot next to uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Because it's between him, it's Julian Love, who they took in the fourth round. Although they're going to work him in at safety a bit, Julian Love's going to contend for corner two. And their uh, supplemental pick from the year before in Sam Beal that they took in the third round. Yeah, well, I think he's supposed third, to start. They didn't have a third-round pick entering this year because of that. And it's going to be between DeAndre Baker and Sam Beal for that number two corner spot. So it's like Baker, I think he's talented. But he may not – he may be the nickel corner to start the year. He may not even be on the field. So, I think Montez Sweat would be my pick. Yeah, I think he's the, he's the safe pick here. Breakout player, last one of the division. Who you got? Breakout player for the entire For the entire division. division. Who do you think is going to kind of shed light into what it is they can do in their professional career? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the other breakout players. I was 
Mm-hmm. Before I went with Gallup, I know. Um, I also went with Geis. Yeah, Darius Geis. I think I'll go with Darius Geis. All right. Because, like I said, he, I, he has the opportunity to get the lion's share, the majority of the touches out of the backfield. Because it's not like he's one of those where he has zero receiving capabilities. Like, he was a decent receiving running back at LSU. So I think he's got the opportunity to make the most of what is presented to him. You've got an aging, an aging Adrian Peterson. You've got uh, Chris Thompson, who always gets hurt. And then Samaj P. Ryan after that, who – I mean, it's Samaj P. Ryan. He's a good backup receiving running back, but Samaj P. Ryan is not going to be a superstar in this league by any means. So if Geis is healthy and he can make the most of the opportunity in front of him, he can run with it. I like it. Mine, um, I'm going with Derek Barnett. I just think that he's going to come in, especially under that Phillies defense. Who's the Phillies. Um, <laughs> Eagles defense is really, really talented. Um, I think he's going to come in, just play, do his job, and, and do what he does in this third year. Um, so that kind of wraps up our NFC East preview. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 